You're listening to The Fair Sex, a podcast where we obsess over our latest romance reads. I'm Jessica. And I'm Kenna. In this episode, we're picking up with chapters 14 through 31 of Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros. This will be part two of a six-part discussion on this book, so if you haven't listened to episode three where we discuss chapters 1 through 13, go back and listen to that first. We're covering the entire book, and we jump ahead of times, so consider this your warning for spoilers. Just as a reminder... We ended episode three discussing Violet's punishment for protecting Andarna by Commandant Varish. Let's get into it. All right. So I'm glad you expressed your passion <laughs> for that scene. <laughs> Thank you for your words. And um, okay. So after she nearly burns out after wielding the lightning over and over again, um, this is where she she gets snatched up. All the second years do. They get kidnapped and taken to the, the woods where they experience this mysterious RSC course along with members from other quadrants like the scribes, healers, and the infantry. And like fucking fools, they all drink this elixir that's given to them. Oh that my god. <laughs> temporarily takes away their bond with their dragon and their and takes away their signet. Yeah. So they're just these mortal, you know, humans wandering around aimless through the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and of course when you know it that whole weekend happens when zayden is supposed to come and or they are spo- they're supposed to go over there but tarn ends up having to stay because he doesn't want to leave violet mm-hmm. um so they get to miss each other then which sucks sucks yep so violet is again alone and she's not telling anything to rian and of course this is only because She's just trying to protect her friends um, because obviously she's being targeted. Oh, yeah. By the way, everybody that survived Resin is being targeted. We got people getting burned alive, mm-hmm. uh, assassination attempts left and right. So she's just mm-hmm. trying to protect her friend, which I totally get. Um, but if I were Rihanna, I'd be pretty pissed. <laughs> I mean, clearly something is going on. Yes. And every day of life is precious here. Like, don't lie to me. You know, you're my best friend. I know. Well, although here we are and Violet has this moment of self-awareness too occasionally where she's like, I'm lying to my friends. Isn't this what Zayden's doing to me? Kind of like, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. But I'm still mad at him. Yeah. 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 She, She does end up. Uh, going to her old scribe friend Jacinia, who mm-hmm. they kind of like get in cahoots together because Jacinia is kind of like another Violet. She's like pretty, I guess, advanced or something, and she's noticing some things going on in the scribe quadrant. Books aren't being transcribed right or whatever, so they kind of work out this deal that she's going to help Violet with some bo- fine books that she needs that are classified. And Violet's going to help translate some of the other books for her. So she does at least find somebody to talk to in mm-hmm. this whole thing, you know, aside yeah. from people at Resin. So that's really, that's good. Because I don't know how she was going to make it. <laughs> I know. She has like a sort of friend in Jacinia, but they don't actually talk about Venon and Wyvern being real. Right. That is right. not revealed yet. That's true. It's just a little bit of steam exiting the teapot, I guess. 
Right. Yes. Because we don't want Violet to explode, which she does often. <laughs> and her Violet, her fucking lightning just takes out trees and shit. Yeah. Um, okay. So the whole reason Violet's trying to find a book and Jacinny is helping her with that is because she's trying to figure out how to activate this second ward stone that she knows exists in Eratia, which came up in literal first chapter of the book when she's talking to Brennan and about the war effort and, you know, what can, what can I do? What is being done to prevent the wyvern and venom from just like annihilating all of us? And, uh, Brennan's like, first of all, we have six months at best. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> before they just like completely fucking take over, no idea where he got that uh, number from, by the way, no six idea. months. Why? Hasn't this war been going on for decades? Why yeah. would you get six months? I don't know. He's a strategist. Anyway. Um, but he mentions that there's another ward stone, um, but is like, we have no idea how to raise the wards using this ward stone. So there's no point in even exploring that, which is so dumb. So Violet's over here like, I must help. Mm-hmm. I have to at least do some research. Yeah. And also, and I forgot about this until just now. Um, they don't want to tell they being Satan and like Brennan and everybody there that are, is in cahoots with the actual rebellion. They don't want to tell anything to mm-hmm. Violet because she's not very strong at her mental shield. So if they were to tell her something, she could mm-hmm. accidentally reveal the secrets uh, from Dane. And that's basically she tries yes. to avoid him the whole time she's there. And so she's trying to read and do something because she can't know and not do anything about it that she doesn't like that and of course she doesn't like feeling powerless yeah and her she gets her you know she's was supposed to be a scribe so obviously you know reading the tomes whatever that's her way of helping yes and it's pivotal okay so she kind of befriends jacinia recruits her you know they've already been friends it's zayden's turn to fly to beskia she arrives early and finds Violet reading the books from the library that could get her killed. And he's pissed about it. Of fucking course. But, Again, annoyed. <laughs> yeah, he's like, why aren't you just sitting and waiting like I asked you to? Oh, God. Um, and <laughs> she's... <laughs> this does feel like a low stakes risk to me. Like, so much she's reading some books. Yeah. I don't know, like... I know we're meant to feel like that's dangerous, but it's very hard for me to feel like reading books is dangerous. No. I guess that's my privilege. (laughs) (laughs) So they get to go. I think they go down to the the archives. Mm -hmm. They meet Jacinia there. Zayden meets her. Uh, His shadows are rolling around on the floor, whatever the fuck. Um, and just by the way, on their way there back, I can't remember, they run into Nolan, who is this mender who's like mended Violet her whole life. And he is looking haggard and mentions something about like the fact that he's mending a soul and it's sucking the life out of him, which was just an interesting tidbit. And of course, after they go visit the archives, Violet and Zayden get into a fight. So the Uh. conflict between them continues. 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 So I think eventually they go back and forth again, and it's Violet's turn to go visit Zayden. And then she finds out that Mira is there. So she's got Zayden and Mira at Samara, which is their like outpost thing. And they've got to put on this like show 
So Zayden like walks up and makes out with her in front of everybody so that they can sleep together that night, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. And also sleep just next to the same in the same bed, not like, you know, have yeah. sex. It was cute. I liked it. Because it was Mira was like about to demand that Violet stay the night with her. And oh, yeah, Zayden was right. like, kiss me right now or we won't get any privacy this weekend. <laughs> Uh, and he asks first it's like they're doing this whole thing where he's like you need to ask me to kiss you or else i'll just live with my mouth attached to yours i don't know (laughs) again just so annoying uh, why does he do this why did she write it like this Uh. i don't know oh goodness uh okay so after this kind of uneventful weekend in samara then dane uh back in basquia violet's back dane challenges violet to a a spar on the mat and this is like the first time that they've spoken to each other since last year and she's pissed because when you're challenged you can't back down Mm -hmm. you can't say no i'd rather not you have to just fall through with it so and it's really hard to find somebody and not let them touch you at all yeah because she doesn't want dane to sap her memories again so it, it doesn't really resolve anything no she just continues to be pissed at him which is understandable. It is. This this I kind of get. You know, she really does think that he set them up to die last year. We also um, go back to Arik and find out that he knows about the Venom, and this is partially why he's joined the Raiders Quadrant. Um, he realizes that his dad and the brother, who is supposed to be heir to the throne, they're not going to do anything about this situation. So that's why he's undercover, and that's why he's becoming a dragon rider. And it actually, you know, well, go ahead. I was going to say, which makes me feel good about his, you know, moral compass. Yeah. No, I like him. He would that he. Yeah. He seems like a good guy, even if he's not like likable. I think his intentions are good. Honestly, I don't know why he's not likable. Oh, yeah. There's a conflict between him and Zayden. And it's like stupid again. It's like uh, Zayden killed his brother, Arik's brother. And Zayden's like, and I'd do it again. (laughs) (laughs) that's so dumb well there you know what he that's pretty ruthless oh i I guess (laughs) sure (laughs) but of course it's like yeah in the past that we've never met like yeah uh whatever okay so then at some point after this reveal about Arik knowing about the venom uh violet has this nightmare where the venom invites her to join them and it's really scary and she has these nightmares periodically throughout the the book and it really Mm -hmm. took me a while to figure out what the significance of these were I didn't, and I wonder, and this is part of one of my unanswered questions list is like, is Mm -hmm. this, are these really nightmares? Are, um, like, I for a long time thought that it was not a, like, it was a nightmare, but it was like something live. Like, the sage was able to connect to her in her dreams or something like that. I didn't get the sense that it was like a past thing. Like it's something fresh, like something new and live, if that makes any sense. It does, because she specifically at one point says, I saw the sage, which is a type of venom. It's like kind of more advanced, who I had never met before, but I knew who he was instinctively. 
so I'm like, why, how are you having a nightmare about someone you've never met? And you're like seeing their full face in your nightmare. That doesn't happen in, in dreams, you know? So. Oh, yeah. That to me. Oh, she instinctively knew him? I didn't realize that. Yeah. I, I don't know every single nightmare, but. <laughs> sure. I know she has them. They're all kind of the same flavor. I think they advance a also, little bit more. Yeah. Some Reddit thing that I read on this um, was that this these were Z- uh, Zayden's dreams yes that's i was gonna say that at the end I was gonna, we need to get to it at the end for sure i will bring this up again okay because okay it is <laughs> <laughs> i realize that you know when the big reveal happens at the end and uh we'll come back to yeah. it we'll come back to it okay so violet okay. we need to she finally gets swept away to uh, interrogations so this is just another element of her training she goes away with her squad and the main squad is riddick Sawyer, Rhiannon, and Violet. And when I established that, that there were four people who were friends, I was like, thank God, because there are so many fucking names in this book. And so many people <laughs> yes. die. So many people died in Fourth Wing. I cannot, could not keep up with who was who, whose personality, oh, God, yeah. what, who, what? Yeah. And there's also like, there's, there's like flame section, tail section, claw oh, section, fucking squad it. one, squad two. Absolutely not. I was like, where are all these bitches at? How so dare I'm glad she? they're all in the same quadrant and section and <laughs> wing. <laughs> yes. And squad. Like, could you have? Oh, you already said. Well, squadron. Anyway. I don't know. There are. Couldn't <laughs> be more layers. Um, I don't. You didn't get this treat. But at the beginning of my book, there's this little graphic that shows you how a wing is broken down. And so it's like fourth wing. And then here are your, your sections, I guess, claw, tail, wing. Right. And yeah. then within that here and there's like little human icons to show you like about how many people are in each of these things. Guess what? Didn't help me. Oh, didn't help oh. me a bit. Yeah, I, ca- I kept looking back. Mm hmm. An organization chart? There's Man, a, right. I could have used that. You know, they really need to have, like, PDF attachments to these audiobooks. Yeah, you're probably right. A map like, would be really helpful. Because I don't get helpful. to see any map or mm. anything like that. I have no idea what these countries look like or what the shape is, where is what's up, what's down. That's That actually does know. suck. Listen, you can borrow my book. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've finished reading them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I may need to look at the maps. That might help me. Yeah, I really might. I recommend it. Um, okay, so back to interrogations. There, the the squad gets taken away. Violet reveals a secret. She, they're each told like, okay, tell each other a secret in this room that cannot leave this room, and we're going to torture you to try to get it out of you, basically. So first, she's like, I'm in love with Satan, and they're all like, bitch, we know. And then she's like, okay, fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, so obvious. She's like, fine. I, I know. I found out that Navarre is killing Peromish civilians. It lasts a few days and Violet, thank God, resists the serum this time that would strip her of her um, signet and her uh, connection to Tarn. Oh God! Can I say I was so relieved Please. that she fucking smelled that apple juice or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> I'm sure it was lemonade. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck would you drink anything in an interrogation? Everybody knows this. 
You don't yes. drink anything that's given to you. Especially on day one. Like, oh. you can survive three days without water. So yeah. just push it, you know? I mean, do I want you on death's door at, and begging for <laughs> serum lemonade? No, but whatever. Okay, so at the very end of this interrogation, Varish tries to bring in Dane and use him as a tool to read Violet's mind. But Dane, because he actually is a good person, refuses quote-unquote because she's injured it's like he kind of uses that as like a legitimate reason because it goes against the codex yeah the one time the rules fucking save them (laughs) (laughs) literal only time yeah so they end up the iron squad well that's what they call themselves later they end up escaping interrogation thanks in part to nolan the mender who graciously left the door unlocked for them yeah and this was the fucked up part um is that he he makes Nolan come in to heal Violet because um, he, I think, knocks her out at some point or does something. So he makes Nolan come mm. in to heal her so that he can, he being Varish, can torture her again. Oh, yeah. That's very gross. And so he heals her and then leaves the door kind of unlocked or whatever. And that's how they get out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So then what happens after that? So they become the Iron Squad, which is like they were able to escape the interrogation. So they're the bad bitches now. Um, They return to Battle Brief class as usual. Nothing's wrong here. And then they find like a leaflet about blue fire dragons and some other things like all in all in all of the chairs and everything and this is kind of telling because we find out that some of the professors know what's going on about the uh, venom and wyvern and some are trying to cover it up and um it was really kind of stupid i thought when Mm -hmm. like they look up they read the leaflet and there's like some people have died there's blue dragon blue flyer dragons mm-hmm. and then the one professor's like oh how i'm disappointed that you don't know how to spot <laughs> propaganda it looks like we need to go over that lesson again <laughs> and they're all like what what the fuck why is this here like, okay i guess yeah <laughs> and then and then yeah. They're like, and then <laughs> fucking who walks in but Jack Barlow? Like, oh, resurrected. Go. Yeah. Oh. It's like, what a, I mean, whiplash. Whiplash yes. in this class. First of all, we get gaslit into thinking we don't know uh, propaganda. And then some guy who's supposed to be dead walks in and he's like, oh, yes. welcome to the class. And he sits yeah. down. And they just and like they continue. <laughs> they continue. They hold class. They learn. They act like this person didn't just get fucking brought back from the dead. I know. And like Violet wasn't the one who tried to kill him in the first place. <laughs> and she's in this class. Uh, this is messed up. Yeah, this was a popping class because at the same time in this class. <laughs> Uh, they get another battle brief and basically the one professor, Professor Devera, um, hints that Zayden was severely injured in an attack at Samara or near Samara and Tarn loses it. His emotions are flooding through and Violet just like gets up and leaves in the middle of the class and they just like (laughs) fucking fly straight to Samara to figure out what the hell's going Mm -hmm. on. 
Yes, which is totally not allowed. Yeah. No, and it's not on her day off. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck. Now she's done mm-hmm. it. She's left when she's not mm-hmm. supposed to. She's already fucking in the hot seat with this Varish guy. And now she's going to leave on a day she's not supposed to. It was like, damn, it better be yeah, good. Yeah, she's risking it. She's risking it for the biscuit. And guess what? You know what? I would have to say that it was worth it. It was. Because when they get there, they land. She sp- runs inside who what does she see zayden just just having a good time sparring on the mouth garrick <laughs> <laughs> he's already healed apparently he did get injured that yeah. morning but like they healed his arm back up fine it's just like leaving a scar now and they have this hot moment where he's like whoa you're out of control like tarn is inside of you well okay tarn's emotions are like really <laughs> coming through you right now (laughs) yeah fuck he may say that anyway he's in your head and he's like come with me this way drags her into the the showers which i have to i'm imagining them as sparkling clean showers he drags her inside he puts her under the water and she just like snaps out of it gets back into her own head like blocks tarn out and i guess underneath the shower stream or kind of like aside it he they have this cute moment with each other where they're like fuck you're hot yeah i know and then like and he's like you came for me yeah if you want to call it cute okay okay jessica wow somebody has to be team this book god damn it (laughs) i will say okay i will give it to the uh i guess rebecca for writing it this was a hot scene um in the shower and i appreciate that it's in the shower and they're getting clean um but like the whole thing was like with the argument again with the fucking stupid arguments he's uh, has the nerve to fucking be like you care about me like what why did he say it like that i'm and then he's, and then he's like teasing her like oh you care about me you love me and i'm like yeah this is that voice right there yikes yikes <laughs> that's I what have i to heard. imagine oh no i that's hate I heard. that well, you also heard it in like a woman's voice, so I'm sure that didn't help. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> in, in my head, it was a rich, deep tenor. But what? it is dumb because they're both like refusing to say I love you still <sighs> in this moment when she literally raced eight hours flying to see him to make sure that he was still alive. And she can't just say I love you. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because, like, they cave. They're both like, fuck it, we're fucking, like, we're doing this. They Might as well. Yeah, they get down to it. He bones her. He I, Okay, the first time I read through this, I was like, oh, my God, wait, are they having sex on the floor? Oh, God. And then I realized, no, it was, like, on a bench. On a little, which is, yeah, tile bench, which I'm sure is so much more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> I'm sure nobody's sliding around. Nobody's butt cheeks are stuck to the tile. Yeah, nobody's spine bones are digging into the tile, like, (laughs) but it's, they're like, you know, so in love, they might as well be blackout drunk, so it doesn't matter, they don't feel It was, it was, um, fine, it wasn't the the sexiest sex scene I've ever read, but it wasn't the worst, so, and it was better than the other one. What other one? That comes later or before? The one previous, like the first one. That wasn't even a sex scene before. Or whatever. <laughs> All they did was make out. Maybe. Okay. Maybe that's why I, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they actually oh, boned. They didn't just, you know, lick their tongues together. So. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. I just have to say this out loud. For some reason, I have to push past this intrusive thought. Every time <laughs> somebody's described as like making out and like the sweeping of the tongues in the mouth. Yes, I think it's hot. But no. I, but okay. Grosses you out? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. It's not. I mean, at least they're not like. And he um, deluged spit onto my face. Or, I don't know. It could be a lot Ew. grosser. Anyway. Please the intrusive tell me thought that was that not I have, said in this book. That's never said. That's okay. never said. It's just something that happened to me and scarred me, but it's fine. Somebody um, spit on you? The intrus- Yes. The first time I ever kissed somebody mouth open, it was a fucking torrent of spit Can you on my face. And I had to wipe to it off my face. <laughs> like it was I like can't. drool? Like drooling? Or like they literally like. It just was like, it was as if you. this person had too much saliva in their mouth, just period. <laughs> like <laughs> maybe he needed to spit before he oh. came at me with it. Um, I anyway, can see how that's scarring. I can see how that's scarring. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, it haunts me to this day. I can feel it cooling on my face as I'm trying not to wipe it off too obviously. And anyway, okay, so the intrusive thought that I have is oh, of <laughs> there being a tiny piece of, no, food, <laughs> a tiny piece of food in one of their mouths. Oh, God. Because like tongues sweeping into the corners, I'm like, what if, what if you had just like a little, a little corn, a little kernel, popcorn? Oh no, you cut L- your tongue lodged on in the, the back. <laughs> could yeah, could be popcorn. Could be just you know a little pea. chicken, oh, a little God. tiny piece of chicken that like you know was back there, but it was just there, and you just oh, ate. God. It's not your fault. It's no one's fault. But that's just anyway. I guess one of those things where like. Uh, you just have to ignore it for the sake of the moment because if you bring it up, it the moment's mm-hmm. ruined. You just have to keep pressing on. Yeah, most likely. I guess you could make it funny. No, and no, and not in my mind. If you bring it up, <laughs> the moment is gone. <laughs> yeah, they probably wouldn't have had sex if either of them had found a little m- morsel of food. <laughs> no, and I, this is coming from mouth. the person that, and I am ashamed to say it. I would not mm. tell you if you had something in your teeth because it makes yeah, me uncomfortable. <laughs> so definitely don't tell me if we're making out that I've got some piece of corn <laughs> in my mouth. I will be mortified. <laughs> and then what am I supposed to do? Just like, you know, spit it out. Yeah. I, oh, I would. I am actually picturing this being hilarious. I would definitely do a little. <laughs> Anyway, where were we? <laughs> um, yeah, they fuck in the shower, in the steamy shower. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> yes. The scene is, <laughs> didn't warrant any of that, but. <laughs> uh... They do end up, um, because she's smuggling daggers out of Basquiat. They wait, do... wait, 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 real quick. Yeah. At the end of the sex scene, I did really love this. He was like, she's like, oh, well, like, what happens now? And he's like, we have two options. We can go back up to my room and keep having sex, or we can stay here and keep having sex. And uh, there's three options. Were there three? Yeah. Okay. I just he was like, but also I need to drop off some some daggers, and I guess you could come with me. And that she's was like, the third we're option. Going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she I just... just immediately starts getting dressed. <laughs> and he's like, okay, guess what? Options one and two are not happening. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Okay. No, Tell me well, about the taking the drag da- the draggers. The draggers. Tell me about it. <laughs> uh they do end up dropping off the daggers to the Griffin Flyers. Um, one of them, Serena, who made an appearance in the last book, and her sister, mm. and the correct pronunciation is Katrina. I just want everyone to know it is Katrina, not Catriona. It's Katrina. Mm-hmm. Um and we'll call her cat because they do shorten it, thank God. Yeah, um, that's and we don't have to mercy. live through Catriona every time. Um so we Ugh. meet Cat Katrina and Cat, aka Cat, uh Cat and Serena, and they uh find out, or I guess Violet finds out that she is actually Zayden's ex. And this was revealed to her, I think in like a previous uh when they are about to take off to go when Violet was about to take off to go see Zayden on a previous uh, Saturday, Uh, Bodhi Mm -hmm. had mentioned, like, he is more protective of you than he was with Kat. And she's like, who's that? (laughs) Yeah, Kat, what? And Tarn's like, we gotta go. (laughs) Like, why the fuck would he say that? What a dumbass. Yeah. And by the way, I just want to throw throw this out there because this may be the last time we mentioned Bodhi, who is Zayden's cousin. Yeah. I still sometimes wonder, like, are is they he brothers? his brother? Yeah, because they constantly mentioned uh, like how much they look alike. Oh, I feel like we might have talked about this last time, but anyway, just wanted to say that. I think we did. It could be a, a, an interesting plot twist. Could be. Could be fun. It, it turns out that they are brothers. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely think he's going to be important in the future. But yeah, so they get i guess they drop off those daggers and of course violet bold as she is stays the night okay she's already broken the rule she's like i'm making this fucking worth it so she comes back i'm going to be damned <laughs> yeah you might as well i mean jesus thank god they had sex otherwise if she had gotten in trouble for that and not that would have been upsetting oh my god <laughs> yeah that's probably why they had sex she was like i'm going to make it worth it yeah um, so she comes back and she actually, Zayden gives her a dagger and a particular piece of information about these daggers is that they have runes in, in them that make them, um, ape, them being the person who uses the dagger, able to kill the venom in Wyvern. So it's very important that they have this little rune stone in it. And so she, mm-hmm. Zayden gives her one on her way back. Okay, and I, there is something else about the daggers. They're the metal that they use to make them is special. I think oh. it is the metal that powers. It's like an alloy. It, it's significant. It's something to do with Bas or Baskia because they can only get them from there. That's why she is the one smuggling them out. Yes, it's a very special alloy. And also there's an element of like, as you are taking these little pieces of metal to make these daggers away from this big ore or whatever, it's like kind of weakening that ore, that oh, power, yeah. because you're like taking away little pieces of it at a time. So anyway, okay. That's true. Mm-hmm. So she's got this uh, dagger with her and of course she's broke the rules. So she heads up to her room and sure enough, fucking Varish and the gang is there. And mm. they're like, oh, well, where have you been? Bru- you know, you've been AWOL. Looks like mm-hmm. it's time for you to get punished for that. And he actually, interestingly enough, tries to get her on impersonating an officer or some <laughs> shit like that. Which so I'm dumb. like really confused about that because she's wearing um, 
Zayden's. Yeah, it's Zayden's yeah. jacket. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, she took Bodie's jacket to get down there. So she's got Bodie's jacket in her <laughs> in her bag. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's got Zayden's jacket on. And he's like, oh, you're impersonating an officer. That's illegal. Um, you got to go right now to get court-martialed. And Professor Kaori is lurking in the shadows or something and basically saves her ass. Is he a dragon professor? Yeah, he's the professor of dragon kind, which I guess that's important because he basically says, listen, she cannot be at fault for leaving like she did. It was her dragon who kind of overtook her emotions. And that's why she left. Like she didn't really have a choice. That's right. So he kind of comes in clutch here and basically saves her. From getting into trouble. There's also mm-hmm. some weird tension between Professor Kaori and Varish in this scene. Oh. Which makes me think that Kaori is on, you know, Violet's side or whatever. Because something happened, something oh. was said, and Varish kind of stormed off. Okay, a.k.a. Kaori, like, knows about the Wyvern and Venon and mm-hmm. is wants to stop them and join the yeah. rebellion and... Is kind of anti-Navar. Okay, that checks out. I just realized this reminds me a little bit of the scene in the third Harry Potter book when Harry's sneaking around looking for something and, oh, he sees Peter Pettigrew on the map, oh, the Marauder's yeah. map, and then <gasps> yes. Snape shows up and then and catches him and then Lupin comes to his rescue, yes. right? Yeah, that's it just right. reminds me of that a little bit. He's like, oh, it's just a little tricky map. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so true. Also, I forgot to mention, she's got the dagger on her because Zayden gave it to her and they do their little customary strip search or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and she's like freaking out because she knows that Varish is going to recognize this dagger and Rhiannon, they're out in the hall. So Rhiannon can see what's going on. And she kind of like gives Rhiannon the eyeballs, like mm-hmm. look over here. Can you please get this? And yeah, it's like help <laughs> Rhiannon teleports the dagger through the wall into her room and Varish yes. doesn't find anything, which... She leveled up. Yes. And thank God she did, because now Violet can finally tell her and the rest of her squad, Riddick Sawyer... Finally. Uh, <laughs> ...all about what's going on. Yes. <sighs> what a relief that was. Truly a huge relief. And it was just Riddick, Sawyer, and uh, Rhiannon. Rhiannon? <laughs> Fuck it. I Rhiannon. tried to say it right. I'm sorry, it's Rhiannon in my mind. It just is. I can't okay. get past that. Well, just, um, anyway. It's fine. <laughs> um, Riddick. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. Riddick mentions the journals in this, this is, little this get-together. This is crucial. And also kind of, I don't know, I accept. I accept it as something, a seed that was planted earlier on. So in the first book, they're raiding General Sorengill's office during one of the squad challenges and they're looking for something else there but Riddick just like stumbles across some note in a ledger we'll say that that mentions that the main six what are they called the primary six the first six okay (laughs) um (laughs) that they kept journals and the first six are the people who were kind of established Navarre 600 years ago or established the the riding bond even earlier. Yeah. And they established the wards as well. Yes. Which is crucial. So Riddick is like, oh, yeah, there's these journals somewhere. <laughs> Doesn't know where. Um, but it is an interesting piece of information. And 
Violet does take that to Jacinia and is like, can you help me find where these journals might be? Like, be secretive about it, but maybe ask around. And Jacinia does eventually find that. She's like, they're in like a sub-level vault. Oh, yes. That's right. But before we can really get to that part, some kind of pivotal things happen. So threshing happens, which is where, you know, everybody bonds with their dragons, all the first years do. And thank God Sloane bonds with a dragon and she doesn't fall off of the back of it <laughs> as soon as she does that. Yeah. And then Violet gets attacked on this tower by infantry which is wild because they're like never seen. Another assassination attempt? Yes. So, and by the way, who do you think is, you know, is it just Varish who's it's gotta be, trying to assassinate her? It's got to be Daddy Atos too, right? Oh, it's fucking Daddy Atos. You're also, right. Also, a little bit of random thing I thought of. Um, and I guess this gets revealed later on in the book, maybe at this point. But at some point... Violet's mother reveals that she sent away Dane's dad. That's why he's not there for most of this book. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. And so Varish is the only one there. Yes. So he got in trouble for sending her off to get killed last year. So he, he got stationed. Oh, okay. He did get punished for like what happened at Resin, oh, basically. Yes. Oh, it was a it was a thing at the beginning of the chapter, a missive or what the fuck ever. It was a letter. <laughs> missive. What do you call that? I don't know. So, what's happening? Violet's attacked on the ti- on the tower by infantry. Another assassination. What happens after that? Let me tell you. Let's see here. Aya, am I saying that right? Anyway, Aya. Eya. Oh fuck. Whatever. <laughs> She's killed. Okay, and she was another person who was at Resin last year, and like you know, knows the secret about the mm. venom and wyvern. So another one dead. Violet's like fucking trying to fend off fend fight for her life she almost falls off this tower and is about to drop to her life and i've actually never like this is the the point in the book when i was the most scared for her life which i should never be at any point but i did think maybe she falls and she doesn't quite die but she gets like fucking mangled um she doesn't fall because jack barlow comes to her rescue and pulls her back up onto the tower and then is (laughs) like well guess we're even bye and she's like what do you mean we're even (laughs) I tried to kill you, and then you just saved me. I owe you double twice. Yeah, and he was like, I didn't know it was you. <laughs> or maybe yes, I wouldn't yeah, have. That's his, like, excuse. <laughs> Which may be true. When, when the hell did you make of this? I, You know what? At this point, I was thinking that maybe Jack Barlow was turned around. Like, he had um, mm-hmm, some same. sort of, like, reckoning when he died and like this was his second chance so he was gonna be good or something that's that's what i was thinking maybe he's this is his character arc like he's gonna turn around and he's gonna be a good guy i thought so too but that would have been a very short character arc and also kind of completely unearned you know yeah because it was it would have been something physical that made him change his personality which is not as interesting as something like emotional also so i do think that we're still gonna get a character arc from him but it'll just take longer what were you gonna say yeah i i I agree with that i think he could be there's some potential there i was just gonna say Mm -hmm. i still don't understand the whole reason why jack barlow hated violet can someone please i really hope she elaborates this i tried to explain it to you what i i really think it was just pure coincidence that she ended happened to be in front of him when they were crossing the parapet and then when they got to the end, she held a knife to his balls. I think that's what did it. Really? That's pretty dumb. 
I do remember you talking about this. I, but agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, it is. It's dumb. a weak reason. Could be though. Could be. Yeah. I'm not holding out hope that there's anything deeper there. Yeah. Well, thank God he saves her because yeah, it's crucial. Then they kind of what are they gonna do? They gotta go to find these journals. That concludes part two of our discussion on Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaris. In the next episode, we'll pick up right where we left off with chapter 32. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at the Fairer Sex Podcast. And on Twitter at the Fairer underscore sex. Until next time. Till next time. Till next time.